Welcome to Adventist Voices. I'm Alexander Carpenter, and I am delighted to be talking with the executive director and editor of Spectrum Magazine, Bonnie Dwyer. Thanks for joining me. Of course, Alex. Always a pleasure. Yes, it is for me as well. And I want to really uh, commend you for the work you did in editing the most recent issue of the journal, Volume 48, Issue 3, that just landed in my mailbox recently. And I just found the collection of articles to be timely and thoughtful, and um, the cover's beautiful. So thank you for your work. You're welcome. I hope everybody enjoys it. It was lots of fun putting it together. Now, I know that you think in clusters when you're putting the journal together, and I'm just wondering if you would mention some of the um, pieces that you collected, the themes that were important to you as you uh, edited this this journal. Sure. We began working on the journal as the Black Lives Matter issues were heating up in the country, and so we kept hearing that phrase from Micah 6.8, what does the Lord require of you? And so I wanted to address that verse in particular and talk about what the Lord requires of us. And it seems to me that the Lord requires us to do something, not to just sit around, uh, but we're supposed to do justice. Uh, And that's more than thinking about it. And so uh, we looked for people writing about justice at this point in time and had Roy Adams uh, write for us about the topic and uh, Olive Hemming. Olive is always, I, I, I think of her as an Old Testament prophet. She just speaks truth to power in such a um, ringing tone. And I'd love to read all of Holding Forth, and she does so beautifully for us. Then we got a unsolicited piece from uh, Mayaj Diop, and she is a entering student at Stanford University Med School this year. And she wrote beautifully about our values and how we express our values at the ballot box. Uh, And so she wrote about love and politics. I found her to be compelling also. So that starts us off in the doing justice part. And then we continue to look at people doing, uh, because I think we learn things from the process of doing. So we have a lovely section on doing science and uh, particularly science about COVID uh, in two of the articles. One's an interview that 
Brian Bull and Fritz Guy do together. They're they're good friends, and so yeah. uh, they have a good time giving each other a bad time. Yeah, <laughs> and they're... kind of have fun pushing each other. They, um, yeah, that, that I've seen them live, and if you've seen Fritz Guy and Brian Bull interact, um, you it just adds an extra dimension to read this interview that they did. Um, which is incredibly informative, but uh, also uh, carries their um, sort of twinkle in the eye personalities throughout it. Yeah. Well, and then we have um, a chapter from Jim Hayward's book. And I think in his book, which is titled um, Dinosaurs, Volcanoes and Holy Writ, A Boy Turned Scientist Journeys from Fundamentalism to Faith. Jim writes so beautifully about the process of doing science and how the process affects how he thinks. And so this chapter in particular is a description of his science research with goals, and he um, in the process, does reflections on the nature and value of scientific research that I found very helpful as a non-scientist to see what the doing of science, uh, how that affects how one thinks. And he is um, very good at that. Yeah. And then... If we're going to do science, then we have to do art. And there's a lovely uh, interview, thank you, Alex, because you were there and recorded it, with uh, Herbert Bloomstead. He's been featured, that interview has been featured, pieces of it, on this podcast and on our website. What we add to it here uh, are pictures. So if you want to see... Herbert Blumstead's family, his father, uh, his some just beautiful pictures of him conducting. It all comes together very nicely in the journal. Then we introduce you to the artist Donald Keith, who is on the faculty at uh, Southern Adventist University. It's his art that is on the cover. And then uh, significantly... In the last piece on doing history, Trevor Lloyd from Australia takes us through uh, Adventist history, actually almost from beginning to present, looking at what our vision of what Adventism is supposed to be affects what happens in Adventism. And uh, his... He starts with um, Mary Midgley, a British philosopher, and her concept of imaginative vision. And she says that imaginative vision is the background to all the rest of life. And this vision, which is an amalgam of facts and experiences and beliefs that we put together, that's what gives security and meaning and purpose to our daily lives and we can't function without it 
And so at the point where something happens that uh, threatens that vision, that can be very disconcerting uh, to people. And Lloyd shows us how over the years in Adventist history, the vision about the sanctuary doctrine in particular uh, is jeopardized at various points in time and what that means to us as a people. And I his uh, march through that history with new uh, materials and with that in mind, I think will be an eye-opening read for a lot of people. That's what we've got. Yes. Thank you uh, for kind of running through and, and um, helping folks um, l- l- open it up maybe this weekend as they're uh, getting ready for Sabbath or if they haven't subscribed, uh, get online and join the folks who get the journal and, and really, um, in this case, get a hope-filled look at um, the past and the future of Adventism and and I think very significantly um, a really interesting view at what is um, on the hearts and minds of Adventists right now. It's really a journal that captures this moment in a variety of ways uh, in, in talking from racism to science to, to art. And uh, thanks so much for... Um, you know, giving us that sense of the zeitgeist. So, um, one thing that I would love for you to, uh, just give us maybe a little bit of behind the scenes. Was it, um, was this journal, this issue, you've been doing this for decades now. Was this one, um, easy to put together or was it difficult? What's it like to kind of sit down and think, okay, I've got to get dozens of pages out to folks in a few months. How, how does it take shape for you? <laughs> this one had uh, some ups and downs to it. We started, like I said, with the concept of doing justice. And so we put that together. And then we had some of these other pieces that I knew I wanted to include. When Jim Hayward's book came out, I immediately knew I wanted to feature that in a significant way and, and more than just a book review. I, I wanted people to hear his voice. And uh, Trevor Lloyd's piece was really significant when I read it as well. Plus, uh, at one point in a Zoom Bible class, uh, Sabbath school class one morning, Bill Johnson had just read uh, the piece he's friends with Trevor Lloyd and so Trevor had asked Bill to read it and Bill was telling the Sabbath school class about this very significant article that was going to be in the next issue of Spectrum and that um, made me well Yes, I had thought about putting it in the next <laughs> issue, and I'd probably told Trevor Lloyd that it was going to be in the next issue. So that meant now that it had been announced by Bill Johnson, it really needed to be in the next issue. Couldn't move to 
you know, say, well, let's do more on Black Lives Matter now and, and let's wait on sanctuary till a little later because it had now been promised to people that it would be in the next issue. So uh, we had all of this material and as the magazine was coming together, I was looking at it and we had, what did we have at that point? We had two pieces that were on the doing justice, but then we had all this quite a large amount of other material. And yet that moment in time felt so heavily uh, significant about the demonstrations that were taking place around the world. And people were wanting to talk more and more about this topic. And I felt like, well, we don't have enough of that in this issue. And so at that point, I asked Roy Adams if he had things to say, and he did. Uh, And uh, I also got a message from Terry Amott, a historian at Walla Walla University, about a piece that she was putting together on Civil War memorials. And that also sounded like it fit the moment very well. And so we pulled some other things out and that you'll see next time around um, about Ellen White. And we put in more of this. So it's it's always, okay, have we met the moment and do we have the material that we need? There's always another issue. So we can always come back to things, but it is always uh, a balancing act of if we've we've met this moment. Well, it sounds like you um, have the distinction of having um, two – Adventist Review editors, former editors, involved in uh, shaping this in different ways from Bill Johnson (laughs) and from Roy Adams. So uh, credit to your um, reputation. Um, You know, one other story in there that you didn't mention and I think is important in part because when I talk with you on the podcast, I think one of the things that's always interesting is what's kind of the news of Adventism. And because uh-huh. you're, you know, you're, you uh, are a journalist and you are having conversations with folks about what's going on in the denomination, I think it's interesting that, well, the church is kind of the because of uh, COVID-19 and the quarantine, um, you know, folks aren't as attuned to Adventist politics and, and Adventist policy, um, maybe like we are in a, uh, or we would have been around this time, uh, a GC session year. But one of the big stories is the story of Adventist organizations uh, in the United States, getting uh, money from the government through the CARES Act. And you do include some great uh, reporting there about the amounts that various conferences and um, institutions and um, Adventist independent ministries have gotten from the government. Any um, 
thoughts on how that story has has shaped up? Uh, of course, there's controversy involved. Sure. I'm very grateful to Alva Johnson, who teaches journalism at Southern Adventist University, for putting that story together. Alva's working on a major research piece for us that will be in the final issue of Spectrum this year about the various um, conferences and how much money they have or have not gotten for their schools and how that has all gone. Uh, And in the process of doing some of the research for that, the uh, Department of Treasury came out with a list of all the organizations that had gotten money um, from the pay um, check protection program. And so we went through our, uh, we had help from other people also on going through and pulling all the various Adventist organizations and, and creating a list of the Adventist organizations that had received money. And so we thought that this would be uh, a nice introduction to the story about how the money from the government over COVID-19 has filtered into Adventism. So this was an initial story, and it did run on the website. Yeah. Well, there was quite a uh, bit of reaction on the conservative side of the church when some of the very conservative organizations were listed as taking um, government money. And um, I think that some of those organizations got some pushback for having taken uh, government money because about two weeks before, maybe a week before we were going to go to press, for instance, the Bachelor at Amazing Facts recorded a video that they posted on their website saying that they had given the money back to the government. And he... uh, there was another independent ministry that had made a video very critical of Amazing Facts and for having taken this money. And his comment to them was, well, I wish you would have talked to us first before you made your video. <laughs> um, so we were uh, very careful to include a photograph of, Doug Bachelor saying that they had returned the money because we wanted people to know that fact as well as the fact that they did apply for and did receive the money. So, you know, both pieces of information are important. And so we, we got those uh, both in there. Thank you. There, I think that's very interesting and important to point out that they applied for it and then they maybe got some public uh, shaming, um, and then they uh, say that they're giving it back. So, um, you know, you mentioned uh, what's coming up in the future uh, for the journal. 
And I'm just curious, since uh, maybe for a last question here, are there other projects that you're working on um, at Spectrum, things that folks might um, kind of look for in the journal or online um, that uh, that would be, I think, interesting to folks who, who appreciate um, what Spectrum represents? We've got some really exciting things coming up. And um, I mentioned Bill Johnson before um, kind of endorsing Trevor Lloyd's article. In the next issue of the journal, we have a really fascinating piece from Bill Johnson on uh, Romans, I think it's 7, 1 to 13. He calls it the text of tyrants. It's that. Uh, section where Paul is talking about all governments are uh, put in place by God. Uh-huh. And uh, you will be fascinated to read what Bill thinks of that section of Romans. Good. I and, will uh, look for that before I vote. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm delighted uh, to know that that uh, is going to be part of, of where we're going. We've also been impressed by all the various uh, Zoom Sabbath schools that are going on and have been talking about what Adventist Forum and Spectrum might do within that genre uh, of type of meeting. We're looking at starting a Zoom book discussion group and I think that will roll out a little later this month. You'll watch for dates and information about it on the website. The first time around, I think our discussion is going to be around books on civil rights. And so, again, very timely. That topic has circled around and is, again, a significant one for us to be addressing. And so I hope you'll join us on Zoom for a conversation about that as well. That sounds really uh, interesting. Well, it's been great talking with you. Thanks again for another fantastic issue of the journal. And I wish you all the best uh, as you um, uh, prepare uh, some new media experiences for us down the road. Thanks, Alex. Always a treat to talk to you. Take care. All right. Likewise. Bye-bye. Yes, I knew Sister White. We will not fear. The kingdom is alive. The kingdom's on the move when the poor and the meek and the hungry and the lonely 